welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan, and that's Matt. Hey, Matt, let's see how well you know all your tribe trivia. Hey, Ryan, solid wall of sound, solid wall of sound, solid wall of sound, solid wall of sound, solid wall of sound. And, uh, you know, we're you know, I'm not just running up against that solid wall of sound alone. We're also joined by Rachel. Rachel, don't disappoint me. Make sure they anoint me as the Blue Ribbon Pedigree, the best of show, five foot three. Don't worry, Ryan. I'm going to speak of the legacy for short people around the world, Napoleonic, bionic people who cause the world to twirl. Oh, guys, it is, you know, for the second time in about a two-month span, we're covering a tribe called Quest, but I, I didn't think it would be that soon um, because in September, we celebrated the 25th um, anniversary of uh, tribe's uh, seminal 1991 album, um, The Low End Theory, um, and then thought, you know, that would probably be it uh, until, um, you know, maybe a few months rolled around and we got uh, to Midnight Marauders, uh, their their album from a few years later. However, so what happened uh, in early October is that it was announced that there was a new tribe called quest album and their first, uh, in well over a decade. Um, and, uh, and also one that is released, uh, after the passing of, um, of, of Fife dog, uh, one of the founding members of the group, uh, the, and Q tips co MC. Um, and so this was a, a album that I, and it was released with relatively little lead time. Um, it was kind of, it wasn't full Beyonce, but it was like partial Beyonce. Um, and it was an album that they'd been working on, um, for a little over a year that, um, uh, a little over a year ago, tribe called quest, uh, played a reunion show, um, um, I believe on Jimmy Fallon, um, and uh, I believe it was the same night or right around the same time as the as the Paris attacks, um, and and they kind of you know just there, there was just a the, things connected and clicked uh, between Fife and Q Tip who were um, very famously estranged from one another for much of the late 90s and early 2000s, um, and they started hanging out, they started talking, um, and they started making music again, um, and uh, and in the in the midst of working on on this album um fife dog passed away in in march uh and and q-tip and and uh the rest of um uh, of of uh, of the kind of core tribe called Quest, um, Ali Shaheed Muhammad and uh, Jerobi White kind of continued to work on the album with then a, a kind of also a rotating cast of friends and kind of frequent uh, 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 contributions from Busta Rhymes and Consequence and then lots of other guest uh, guest. Um, Appearances, and this is a this is uh and and then the album was released uh, on on November eleventh, um d- just days after Donald Trump's uh, election uh to to the presidency, and it feels it feels prophetic. It feels it's both it's both prophetic and a kind of moment of of uh, catharsis, um because it is this thing of it's like wow, how did they re- they record this entire album in three days? Um, but that uh you know five dog being dead uh you know actually still called many of these kind of dynamics and things that evolved over the past months and kind of came to a head um here in november 2016 um uh in in his verses that were that were laid to tape right and so this was an album that kind of hit at the at the right time and so many right times and is is kind of at, at the axis of a number of things that we've been discussing with our new records this year um it is both a a album that is uh following on 
on um, Bowie's Black Star and now Leonard Cohen's um, You Want It Darker, a, a a third in an album by artists, uh, you know, great artists who have passed away this year, um, and uh, and it is and 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 which is reflecting on that in some way. But it also is um, part of a trend um, that is is uh, in line with our um, Prague R and B albums that we've been discussing, and kind of a, a longer trend towards these kind of adve- adventurous and artistically adventurous and socially conscious hip hop albums, um, and has, shares a lot of connection uh, with To Pimp a Butterfly um, and and others. Um, and so there's there's so much to talk about here, and uh, and it is it is uh, actually a double album, right? Uh, in an al- in an era where those things don't seem to matter anymore, if you look up the track listing on Wikipedia, it lists two discs, um, and and I think that that is that is relevant. It says something about the era uh, that it is mit- uh, uh, that you are are meant to f- uh, to change the discs to flip the sides, um, and uh, and and it's it is quite um, quite a lot of music, uh, many songs. Um, so spend some time um, immersing yourself um, in. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Um, uh, and and meet us back here to dive into all things Tribe Called Quest after this word from our commercial sponsors. Are you having trouble with your ego? Yeah, me, me, I, I don't know. I think I'm pretty okay. Yeah. Me, good old me. <laughs> You're pretty good. Is your ego skipping, tripping in your mind? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty awesome. Uh huh. Well, uh, why don't you go to a psychoanalyst? Well, I, I, I think I got everything under control. No, I, I think you, you should go to a psychoanalyst. Wait, are you telling me that there's someone who I can talk to about my worldview and my feelings and my problems, and they'll listen to me? For an entire hour? They'll listen to you for an entire hour without arguing with a single thing that you say. They'll just pull out their pad and pen and take notes on everything that comes out of your mouth. That's fantastic. It does. I mean, I'm, I, I, it does sound great. I'm fine, though. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, you, you, are you, though? You, you ever come up with an idea and no one seems to get it? And every time you mention it, they stare at you like you're two-headed. Yeah, it's because people are stupid. I'm awesome. Right. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm okay. Yeah. Well, if that ever happens, you might wanna you might wanna try it. You know, try a little try a little mental mental health. Uh, it's an upsetting time for for a lot of us. Psychoanalysis. We won't actually make you happier, but we will write down everything you say and understand it very deeply. And we're back. Hey, Ryan, I have a question. I, I'm, I'm glad you do. <laughs> Ryan, why is the tribe called Quest? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you, ju- you just broke this thing wide open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is your, answer um, a qual- is your answer a qualified yes? It's it's a qualified quest. <laughs> is, is my answer. The but the answer to the question is a, yes, a qualified quest. Um, so, boy, 
I mean, I I think there's a, a little bit of a little bit of history here, and I'm I'm sort of I I uh, like when we get into the classics of hip hop, I always have to kind of acknowledge being out of my depth uh, because I'm in, I'm conscious of being in the presence of a of a like an area of specialization, like an area of almost academic specialization that's that's uh, akin to like Beatles fans, you know, or you know people who know. <laughs> multiple uh uh alternate recordings of beatles songs and weird b-sides and you know what i mean stuff that the the casual person wouldn't uh uh wouldn't know and i i feel but my my understanding of the uh my understanding of the history is that the um it was originally called quest when the 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 uh, the guys were like high school friends and when they when they started it and the, the name a tribe called quest came uh um came later so what so so i mean i guess it's uh i guess the question is like i mean quest is sort of a okay group name right like it's one that it's one that you get why, why something would be called art uh, an artistic venture would be called quest but then i guess another way of framing the question is is why is quest quest a tribe uh well, right know. that's still how i read the question and i think that that goes even beyond even beyond any of the specific kind of origins uh and the kind of stated origins i mean thinking a little bit about i i, I again of what it be means for a a tribe to be called quest um and I mean, I, I think that that it's interesting because, I mean, I guess so. You know, what is a tribe? Right? It is a grouping. You know, lar- larger than a family, smaller than a nation. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, or smaller, and, smaller than a municipality, even. Right? Even. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, and and kind of connected by a kind of of like strong fellow feeling and kind of of kinship of some kind yeah right a, a quasi-familial bond even if it's not entirely yeah. a familial bond right and 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 so that it's this kind of it's it's both it's it's simultaneously loose-knit and tightly knit right um uh and 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 so that i think the idea of there being a tribe called quest i mean especially because a quest I mean, quest can both be a verb and a noun, right? Uh, you know, questing is something that you that you do. <laughs> you go out questing um, and kind of searching and adventuring, um, and it is a descriptor for um, that kind of an, an adventure. And so, I, I think that you know, in a ways. Like isn't isn't all of humanity a tribe called Quest, right? <laughs> in a way, in a way, we certainly all are a tribe called Quest. Well, no, but I mean, and I I, I say that partially jokingly, but there is something broadly. As much right that it, you know, as much as there is, and I know Rachel and I when we talked about, I think we talked a bit um, uh, when uh, we talked about um, low end theory. You know, we talked a little bit about them kind of coming out of a kind of particularly kind of Afrocentric moment um, in 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 hip hop, and kind of focuses on focusing on kind of um, on 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 black culture, um, kind of broadly speaking and kind of inclusively speaking. So there is something kind of Afrocentric there, but there's also something um, weirdly like broadly humanistic as well. Uh, I mean, because I think that if tribes are kind of 
you know, inward looking and kind of a, a smaller subgrouping. There's something about a quest that is expansive and kind of going out into the world um, and trying to discover um, and and capture. I mean, well, and I think a quest is like, I mean, it's not like nomadic, right? I think when you're like nomadic, it's like about your survival. It's about like yeah. going from place to place. But if you're if you're like a loose knit, if you're you know if you're a loose knit group, you know you're you're on an adventure. You're on the hero's journey. You're on, you know, you're on any of the you're on that um you're on that narrative arc hmm. um of of, of self discovery and uh you know and mature you know like I sort of, of self discovery. Yeah, it, I, maturity is an is an idea that I want to return to a, a little bit because, uh, well, well, yeah. Um, but the the I, I mean, okay, a couple other things occurred to me. One is that it's a tribe and not the tribe, right? Like, and and so right. it, it's sort of like uh, it situates implicitly the tribe within a network of other other tribes, other kind of co-equal uh, similar organizations um, that might be called other things. And then right. there, yeah. there are many tribes, but this is the one called quest, quest. right? Yeah. The, well, the, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a tribe. Yeah. This is a tribe called quest and that it's not like it. It's not like a tribe and quest is our name or the tribe quest. You know what I mean? Uh, Quest colon the tribe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a tribe. It's a tribe called Quest. Almost as though that's a designation. Um, you know, that's a designation uh, given by other people, right? Like it's as kind though of like the boy, boy named Johnny Cash's boy named Sue. Yeah. Right? Um, or yeah, but it, it's it's almost more like if if we were to survey the other tribes in our network in our like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? And like the pl- the plurality answer for the answer of this tribe of of like Q Tip and Five Dog etc. is um uh is that uh, we would we would call them we would call them quest. And so there, I, you know, and I don't know, in a, in a, in a genre where like pseudonymy, uh, where like pseudonymous, um, MC names, right. Is, is like an important thing and an important kind of indicator of identity. The idea of like the tribe called quest is, uh, uh, is an interesting thing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think you had another, you had another point or, or did we, um, I, no, those I are, like those are my two, those are my two points. That, is, that is it. You're and you, you, the, <laughs> the defense rests, <laughs> a, a tribe and, uh, a tribe and called, um, called quest, you know, I don't know. It seems to kind of, it seems to sort of locate, there's like an, there's like an external locus of control, right? Like the, uh, uh, it's, it's almost the, the, uh, the description is kind of ad hoc to what the thing is rather than an intrinsic, um, rather, you know, rather than like kind of naming an intrinsic, an intrinsic property, almost as though like a tribe called quest until the better name comes along, but the better name, uh, never, 
never came along and, and the tribe is still called quest, you know? Well, and I think that one of that, the things that that can also do is, you know, my question that I would have asked is how many members are in a tribe called quest? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, and the answer is, is a qualified yes. Right. Because, the answer is a qualified yes. Yeah. Because all, <laughs> all, all the members are, are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, well, like yeah. A tribe, right. It's like you know, a tribe called quest is its own thing and all the members are part of it right <laughs> um and uh and and i think that that's how you now get kind of buster rhymes and and consequence as a as part of a tribe called quest uh, that's right? how you uh, get that's how you get jack white and elton john as uh <laughs> right as part of a tribe called quest i, I mean like, so you get benny and his jets as part of a tribe called quest. i mean jack jack white is not uh i mean jack white is a goth called quest you know (laughs) that it's he's not uh he's not not on a quest um straight into the the phonograph recording uh straight into the phonograph recording booth um the the i mean the 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 other question the slightly more trolling question i was going to ask is ryan is hip-hop a young mc's game I mean, I, I think that uh, I, I think that here the answer is actually a a maybe even unqualified no. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and that's like hip hop. Hip hop, like a fine wine, gets better with age, right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Um, I mean, does I think- it, yeah, I mean, does it get better? This, I, the, I don't know. I feel like the the lyric writing on this album is fantastic. Like, right, pr- pretty much uniformly, but it, I, you know, it always was right. Like the the, I mean, one of the reviews I read of this this record, they're talking about. Um, uh, talking about like uh, someone uh, maybe have been the AV Club said, uh, Tribe doesn't. Not only do they not have bad tracks, they don't have bad verses, uh, and that's uh, you know is high high praise. Um, but the the technical level has always been has been uh, very excellent and sort of a hallmark of the of the group. Um, and for a group that it, that has existed for, though I guess they were disbanded for for a long long time um for a tribe that's existed uh for for decades uh there are surprisingly few studio albums i think like four or five uh including this one right maybe this was the sixth this was the sixth i think this would be six yeah Yeah. this would be six and and they've been on hiatus since the mid to late 90s or broke sure so yeah broken up so their career okay so so they had like a a short period of furious activity from like 90 to 98 i guess yeah exactly um and i think there's i mean there's a few things here though is that there have been kind of um for the two principal mcs um fife dog and and q-tip um kind of then bits of of solo um um, careers and Q-tips has been a bit more um, successful, right? With a uh, vibrant thing uh, and a breathe and stop that came, I think either even maybe before tribe was entirely disbanded, right? Or right around that time. Right around, were- it, like it followed the love movement really. I, my memory of it, which could be totally wrong. Um, 
But was, yeah, that was like came on the heels of like the love movement. Right. And so it was like late 90s and and was like on MTV and, yeah. and is referenced on Ego. Right. Which is, uh, I think, interestingly, a Q-tip solo feature uh, titled Ego. Right. <laughs> and and uh, and he and he sort of says, I t- change your j- dictionary from um, vibrant to vibrant. Um, and uh, and, and I, I think that that's also important because um, in the. Um, uh, uh, there's a, a great documentary about Tribe Called Quest by Michael Rappaport um, called, was it Beats, Rhymes, and Life? Yeah. Right? Um, and part of that is kind of showed how, especially like Q-Tip's kind of uh, Q-Tip is the what is, is kind of the David Byrne of a tribe called Quest? Yeah, right? sure. <laughs> you know the 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 difficult kind of over uh, you know overbearing creative presence, um, and uh, and 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 that there's there's that. But I think what, what I'll say is that while Tribe Called Quest does not have bad verses, like you know Fife Dog and Q Tip individually do, um, and that like. Um, that that what's I think really interesting is that like Jerobi w- um, was only around I believe for the first the album, first album yeah. um, maybe a bit for the second album, um, and but was not an active MC in the group, uh, and so and even you know in some of the reviews and specifically Questlove's kind of pre-release review of the album on Instagram, uh, really kind of shouted out uh, Jerobi uh, as this like revelation, right? And so he's someone, and he has been uh, rapping in kind of lower profile side projects over the last few decades, but like really was like i mean there is a kind of in that sense a kind of getting better with age um and kind of getting um and and and, you know you know even and i think the other piece is that a lot of the tribe albums um of the early 90s have sketches or have songs that are very um very grounded in the time and i think we talked a little bit uh uh in the 91 album about the sky tell pager right um, and and i mean i think that there are, i'm sure there will be ways um that in um you know, in 25 years, this will be reflected as a product of its time or will seem dated in one way or another. <clears throat> but, um, you know, that uh, that there's a sense in which the kind of broader relevance and scope of the songs um, and the kind of um, interplay both between kind of socially conscious kind of message songs and kind of these kinds of rap workouts right uh is is kind of really struck very well on this album in ways that i you know is even kind of um in some ways uh even expands on what they were doing uh you know 25 years ago right as as 20 year olds um I mean, so it was a trolling question and sort of a trolling question to raise. But as, you know, as a young genre compared to like the art song, uh, it's sort of interesting because as the as the early, you know, the early eminences in the in the field kind of age now, like um, the, it, it's interesting to 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 think of the uh, it's interesting to think of how uh, how this 
how it tackles ultimate things, right? How it sort of addresses, Mm -hmm. how it sort of addresses mystery in some of the same, in some of the same ways that, uh, you want a darker and black star variously addressed, uh, mystery and, and ultimate things. Uh, you know, especially since that, that, that five talk knew he was ill and knew he was very ill, you know? I mean, I think that it's it's interesting because I think that one of the ways in which rap does this, right? So it, part of the apparatus that rap has for dealing with with loss is actually through kind of um, dealing with um, with with violence, right? And and, and kind of premature death um, as a result of violence. And I, I think the kind of iconic song in this genre um, is is Puff Daddy's Puff Daddy and the Family's "I'll Be Missing You," right? The tribute to the notorious B.I.G. Um, but there are um, there are, are numerous others uh, uh, in this genre, and so um, lost somebody on on this song is actually I feel like uh, on this album um, is in that in that mode right of the kind of um, hip hop lost song. But I think that is also it's a it's a um, take on that because especially as the song goes on. Uh, and once you are kind of um, in the kind of last chorus, um, an interesting thing happens where the um, the the beat starts kind of breaking down and kind of skittering and cutting out, uh, and then the song actually um, right cuts off mid mid lyric uh, on one of the "No More Crying, He's in Sunshine" right, and it cuts off. And I actually like I definitely was like, oh my like you know the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my Wi-Fi is like something. <laughs> My Wi-Fi, uh, and you know, I was checking my Spotify, and then the and the, then it turns out that something's wrong with God's Wi-Fi. Yeah, something exactly. Uh, and then, I mean, what do you what do you guys make of the Jack White guitar solo that comes in after the after the cutting of God's Wi-Fi? <laughs> mm, I think I, I you know I, I felt it was very, I think it was well done. Um, it was well done because it felt it felt uh I don't know how to describe this. It did feel like it, it felt it 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 was the the sound was so distorted that it didn't feel like particularly tied to like it, it really was like a very distorted sound. So it didn't feel tied to like a particular genre or style. It just was this like very distorted guitar sound coming in um yeah almost like almost a, with like, this this motif of like is it there's a motif in it of like yeah, exactly yeah and it's like the two uh like a, a deconstructed call and response or kind of the two halves of a wolf whistle or something like that or uh uh, well, the, the thing that that reminds me of is from the Steve Miller band, right? The song "The Joker," right? Some call me this this bass cowboy. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Re- right um and and i think that i hadn't thought of it but it's totally like steve miller's rare uh and uh yeah it's i i mean it it might be there there might be a still further question like in what sense is that a guitar solo i mean beyond that it's a guitar playing by itself (laughs) you know as opposed to a kind of guitar noise collage uh that you know and and what's it meant to i mean what's it meant to do 
what's it meant to do there? I mean, is the idea that as the beats become more skittering, that there's this process of sort of disillusion and eventually mm. the language sort of fails and there's this sort of just screeching, um, you know, there's just this kind of screeching uh, uh, cry, that screeching electronic cry that that ends up replacing the words and itself kind of distorting out in, into to nothingness, right? Like, is if if you look at it as a process of d of of a sort of degenerative illness operating on the song, mm. right? Like, is is guitar what happens? Is guitar like one step down from the final chorus? I almost actually, I think I heard it more like a rebirth type moment. Right? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, right? where it's like the cutting out is the death, and then because the the way the album runs too, the the guitar solo sort of sounds like it could be the beginning of the next song. Yeah, and you the, actually don't know. You, you, it's it's unclear where like on the tracking the guitar starts in in the end of this song but then it it like without even kind of there being a clean break becomes the beginning of the, the next, next song. song so i mean to me it's it, it sounds almost more like the 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 you know what i imagine is the the like the guttural like a guttural it's like a baby guitar <laughs> it's just, it's, that's it's, it's, so interesting right so it's like lightning crashes a young guitar cries right yeah exactly <laughs> and yeah exactly and jack jack white swaddles the guitar and rocks it back and forth you know i mean it's so interesting because like where that comes in on the f- next song on Mo- is the next song is called moving backwards um and so it's like an interesting to think about this of like the i don't know it's like the palindrome of life right <laughs> Um, and, and the actually, right. I mean, this is a really interesting kind of construction of the album where, uh, kind of after being reborn into the world, uh, being reincarnated, uh, comes in with Jerobi of, I hope my legendary style of rap lives on, um, uh, affixed to the earth, like my feet, they got cleats on. Um, I'm moving backwards that ne- uh, never, that was never the plan pushing shit along, uh, re- render stillness in the quicksand. Um, right. And so this idea of kind of, I mean, these ideas of both kind of stasis and there's a kind of a complicated, complicated uh, bits of both kind of progression and nostalgia, right? Um, and of, of, of kind of, you know, of, of, of both movement and stillness, right. That I think is happening here. And it's exactly kind of comes from the dynamism of, um, of, of, of the guitar composition. Right? Oh yeah. Even with like a little goofy reference to that, push it along song yeah yeah Unpack, <laughs> unpack that please oh no they just uh, it's like there's a goofy reference to push it along which is from the first album the people's instinctive right. it's the first track of the first album right um you know so i i yeah it's like tying you know tie i, I agree there is the the progression and and the nostalgia at the same time Right. Or, and like, it's, it's like one of these novels, right. That like kind of, and starts in the middle of like a sentence and it ends like with like the first part of that same sentence. Right. right exactly. <laughs> um, and, and kind of loops back on itself. Right. And mm-hmm. eats its own tail. Um, and there's like a number of other kind of, of these like very small little callbacks mm-hmm. to the earliest uh, days and kind of moving backwards in one way or another. Um, it's in enough, I believe the, the sexy, song um, um uh is uh 
has uh, Sonic, um, uh, the the kind of has a very deeply buried sample from Bonita Applebaum. Applebaum. Yeah, the sitar sound. From yeah, Bonita Applebaum, which was the sexy song on the first Tribe album, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's like it's like because it's like that way. It's both simultaneously grown and sexy and like immature and sexy, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, well, uh, the, one of the the actually one of the like the best things about this is kind of the willingness to be, to be a little silly, right? Like, or the willingness to be the willingness to kind of like take that to, to not, uh, to not be solemn all the, uh, all the time. And that's sort of been, I mean, that's that, uh, if you, if you had to sort of like my pitch for what the, how this album addresses the mystery is, is, to a certain extent through its tolerance of absurdity. Right. Yeah. And that's like, uh, that's, a uh, I guess that's been a feature of tribe for a while. Right. Like that, that there's, you know, um, like in terms of, uh, in terms of what they talked about, you know, what it was, uh, uh, there was always kind of like, there was always kind of like a, a, a little sideways laugh about kind of some of the more, some of the more ridiculous, um, ridiculous aspects of life or like the idea that like, uh, uh, Oh, I don't know the idea that like in, even in like, um, in moving backwards, right. Like, uh, uh, asphalt jumping junkie, lyrical concrete, uh, my Jedi mind be moving me through the many dark streets, right? Like the, the pop culture, uh, the pop culture references, the kind of free association, the, the, uh, stuff like that is really, uh, you know, is really fun. And also the, also the sense in which it seems like the, the, me, and this, this is likely projection, but it seems like the, the, um, like the various members of the tribe, right? Like get, get a kick out of each other, you know? Yeah. And like the idea of like a, a group of friends getting a kick out of each other is, is something that's, that's also, I think really uh, is to me really satisfying when listening to this. Yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, I, I, I agree that I think they've always kind of like on the first album, there are a lot of songs about like, you know, vegetarianism right, that's, exactly. that's right and, like and, i don't eat no hams and ham and eggs because they're high in cholesterol, cholesterol. yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yo yo fife do you eat them yo tip do you eat them no not at all yeah. right i mean i think there's never been there's never been like a a, a desire or like I, I don't know it's just like they yeah, like you said i think they the, the albums have always had the ethos of friendship and like a bunch of friends presenting them whole their whole selves, you know, on the album, right? Like the serious, the silly, the the complicated, the right, the cracking each other up. I mean, that's it's interesting because kind of thinking about that in kind of the the sexy songs, because like the other kind of, I mean, I felt like um, I felt Five Dogs' absence the most on the sexy song because <laughs> he has like a very prominent kind of uh, um, uh, appearance on and on the kind of iconic sexy song from Midnight Marauders, which is electric relaxation and some of his lyrics. Right. Um, and, and it hits exactly this, like by, by the way, my name's Malik, the five foot freak. Let's say we get together by the end of the week. And then the later lyric, which is like maybe one of my favorite lyrics of all times uh, is the, um, uh, bust off on your couch. Now you got Siemens furniture, uh, which is a reference to the Siemens furniture, uh, ads, uh, of the, of the nineties in the, uh, New York, uh, 
uh, uh, area. Um, and uh, I just I just love a good pun about uh, about semen. Uh, <laughs> and um, and I think that that kind of. Um, you know, that, that his, you know, that not having had a verse for that song is absolutely kind of a loss and you, you kind of feel that sense of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's interesting because there are so many other, um, uh, points in the album at which, uh, at which you actually, not only are the verses there, but they kind of very much create that interplay, whether that is, you know, and there is a lot of kind of, they were all in the same room and, and recording at the same time. Um, but then, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how much it was kind of, you know, put together and pieced together in post. Um, and that itself is kind of wondrous, right? That you have both a sense of the sense of communion that is both actual and then also kind of created right on on i think some of these especially the early stretch of the album uh really has um a lot of that i mean it's there in i think um in the opening track um and uh in um in solid uh, solid wall of sound um and then especially in uh in uh, in disgeneration and those are kind of all kind of have that very strong interplay especially like this disgeneration has this very like um beastie boys level i mean it's it's a level of like interplay that even the kind of oldest tribe didn't have as much right, right? Yeah. like no, I, 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 no, I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, that there was like a seriousness taken to making sure that this, that the interplay was there. And I do think it is remarkable because I think even when I first heard about this coming out, I was like, oh, is this, is this going to be okay? Like, cause you know, there's a the fear that it's going to sound like a bunch of sort of pre-recorded canned, like five verses, like in this sort of contextless void. But then once it's like you realize they've been working on it as a project for as long as they had. Um, and then I think they just did a, they do a very good job of, of not ever making it feel like the, 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 the tracks from Fife are, are, are sort of, sort of not of like, you know, it never feels like uh, they're always part of the song in the right way. And even when they performed live on SNL, I mm-hmm. thought they took extraordinary care to like really make sure that um, they they let the Fife verses play, and they took a lot of care to like really, really treat them like treat him as if he were in the room, and yeah. like, and to really like not step over the 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 track, and to like you know to to really be on time, right, and not not be too quick or too slow with the track, and I I thought that was really I think that was a level of care. Um, that you don't normally see, like when, like other rappers, like you know, like I think in a like in like the kind of rap universe where like you have a guest verse on your song, mm-hmm. right? And you know, you you most likely don't either you either don't play it, right? right. You you cut it entirely. You just do your part um, live, or you know, maybe you play a little bit of it. Decide the audience is not sufficiently into it or is into it, and then you make a judgment, the DJ, and you make a judgment call about whether to continue. Or, or you just like wholesale rap over, over the other, over right. the other guy's verse, verse. Like. right? <laughs> and so I think there is something like there. Um, you know what I'm thinking about too, because we just saw Young Thug um, on Friday, uh, who's like a very different kind of performer, a very different kind of artist. Um, 
but you know, like, you know, like none of his like songs had like these guest verses where it was like clear that he had this like extremely familial, like love and respect mm-hmm. and uh, affection for that guest, you know, for that person. So it wasn't, it was more like that, right. It was more like the kind of typical, like, all right, we, you know, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a decision about like how lit everyone is and then decide like how much of those guest verse I'm going to like play or skip over or what it's kind of like uh it's like the, yeah, the dominant mo is like a karaoke night where it's like you know what we've done enough of this song let's go on to the next song right? yeah, yeah you know the outro is really long next <laughs> right exactly oh god um, i didn't realize there was a 64 bar uh g- guitar solo in the middle of this Jeez, sorry sorry guys let's order another yeah let's order another round of drinks uh, yeah, but you don't skip the Fife verse, right? Yeah, and I think right. that right on SNL, they they um during the first uh, song they did, which was the second song, they did uh, "We the People," the second song of the album. Uh, first, uh, when Fife's verse comes along, they unfurled a Fife dog uh, banner, and it was kind of his his uh, a photograph of him on a kind of drawn body, right? Yeah. Um, and they actually at one point, I think it was Jer- I think it was Jerobi or Q-Tip, like actually held the microphone up to his mouth, right <laughs> up to the mouth of. Of the mural uh, and kind of honored it as if there was a performance, right? Um, right, as if there were performance. I like that banner. It's a little like Basquiat-ish looking yeah. or something. Um, yeah, but- and that, I mean, and like the the other. So like, I, the uh, an option that you didn't say, other than like skip it or like play it tentatively, would would have been to like get a special guest. You know what I mean? To actually wrap it as though it were a guest verse and not a verse by a member of the uh, a member of the tribe, right? And that was a that and that's like an uh, another thing that like couldn't probably probably wouldn't wouldn't have been done. I don't know. It's it's uh it's an yeah. Interesting- it's interesting because in, in Converse, like like Wu Tang Clan often has somebody do ODB's verses. Yeah. Like I know that there were cases where they had ODB's son, the, the young the young dirty bastard, which doesn't make sense because we know who his father is. <laughs> like uh, a young dirty bastard is a is a is a paradox. <laughs> um, but but anyway, um, or or like one of the members or all of the members will do the ODB verses. Um, I mean, this is interesting. You, you, you know nothing, old dirty snow. <laughs> oh boy that's uh that's glorious <laughs> um old dirty crow. and uh yeah yeah old dirty crow uh, <laughs> and uh but but that i think what's interesting here is i mean the so that at the scale of the song that is true and at the scale of the individual performance that's true but at the scale of the of the album it's um there's kind of something else going on where there are, are songs here where neither Q-Tip nor Five Dogs verses show up right and and that way also puts it in line with the um the the trends of the year of kind of like Andre 3000's um, solo feature um, on on Frank Ocean's album um, and some of these other right dr- and drum singing special on on uh, coloring on Chance's coloring book right that you have these um, 
these these kind of uh, inset features, and you have that here as well, right? And so, like, you know, and again, Andre 3000 shows up. I mean, this is his, there's not, you know, been an Andre 3000 um, solo album. It's, you know, purportedly in the works. Uh, but, you know, this is now his, the third time in the year where Andre 3000 has showed up for a guest spot and kind of stolen the show, right? Um, that he shows up on the Erica Badu um, uh, album, uh, the uh, the can yeah. use my phone, the mixtape, um, on Frank Ocean, um, and then here on the song Kids, right? And then so there's a moment where he has his own dynamic with Q-Tip, and it it is you know echoes elements of the the q-tip fife dog interplay but it is also its own thing and you know and, and similarly like later on on um on conrad tokyo right kendrick lamar shows up and it's just like i wish there was just a whole fife dog kendrick lamar album because <laughs> uh, like i mean uh, it, it's just so vital like the two of them um <coughs> And, uh, and, 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 and so the, this is one of these ways and kind of getting back to my, my troll question of how many members are in a tri called <laughs> quest and, you know, like it's all of them. Right. Uh, and, and again, these are not necessarily like replacing Fife dog or, or filling in for Fife dog. I mean, even if that is possibly how it originated, but you have a sense is that every kind of every member of the tribe matters. I right? mean, <laughs> this is, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's this, this, uh, kids or, or should I say kids? <laughs> I think you should say kids, kids. Cause it, it ends with, it ends with the dot, dot, dot. Um, kids. kids, kids, don't you know, all this shit is fantasy kids for real, for real, for real, for real kids. Don't you know all this shit is fantasy for real, for real, for real, for real that, uh, that, um, you know, I don't know. It seems like it was uh, forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Uh, don't you, uh, don't you know how all this shit is fantasy is, uh, is an interesting, I mean, is an interesting, um, is an interesting thing from the point of view, from the point of view of kind of maturity and immaturity, from the point of view of kind of elder statesmen, tribal elders, right? <laughs> you know, tribal elders kind of bringing their, uh, bringing their perspective and the, and the kids, the kind of the warrior class of the, of the tribe, which is something that we've actually talked about on this podcast before, right? Like the different, the different like tribal cohorts all being uh, the different tribal cohorts, all kind of bringing a different, bringing a different set of gifts or skills to the, to the tribe. Right. Yeah. And I think the other song that kind of addresses that is the song right before it is this generation. Um, and they, they um, explicitly shout out, there's a few lines there that do that. Um, they, there's a, uh, this interesting line where they say, um, you can't define us X, Y, X, Y, S or Z, S you generational elitists. <laughs> right. And that they're, that they're kind of in, um, what we've kind of called as a generational taint, right. Uh, both where they actually fall. Uh, but then the fact that, um, you know, that I think that the sound is both kind of, you know, this, They've created an album that both is in line with their their kind of their '90s albums, but also sounds contemporary. And I think later on in that same verse, uh, they they shout out um, uh, they they shout out um, uh, Earl Sweatshirt, Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, 
Um, and I think one and, and Joey Badass, right? They kind of sh- they they shout out the younger cohort who is who is kind of aligned um, with them in the same way, right? Uh, blue uh, the the I mean the um, another Star Wars reference in in that verse in the verse that you referenced before, um, and the idea that like uh the just the range of reference like right like blue blu-ray wave file or a beta i'll dvr it for later um yeah the the like they've been through all of those things right like they've right. been through they've been they're multimedia uh tribal elders right they they've they've been done it they've been uh technologically uh technologically um technologically enabled uh the um there's something interesting that I I want to uh that I want to bring up from uh because this is a uh because this is one of those verses where there's like just a lot of there's a lot of interplay there's yeah. a, you know there's a lot of uh uh sort of back and forth there's a lot of sort of people uh, uh people not just saying their own lines in their own rhymes but people kind of answering the answering the other yeah. rhymes in a way in a like in um oh in in verse drama it's called sticko <coughs> stickomythia where you don't have these long verse speeches like this is romeo's romeo's guest verse and this is juliet's guest verse right, right. Ro- but they but they talk back and forth uh one one line after um one line after another and it's uh oh what was uh the the um the uh the interplay among the members might be compared to the interplay among chefs in a high-end kitchen uh mm. w- wouldn't you say is there, is there is there a specific high-end kitchen <laughs> well it calls to mind funny funny enough in the uh in the instagram review and i like how instagram is like a venue for uh for views that that quest love posted that we're going to embed in the show notes so that you can uh you can read and experience um the you can read and experience uh the the uh the review in its kind of original uh in its original glory questlove says uh and actually he at he at mentions so he sort of name checks the instagram name checks uh um uh, Ludo Lefay, the chef, uh, the Los Angeles based chef. So he describes, uh, he describes, um, the, the record is 16 songs running through you like bullets at the speed of sound, a bowl of stew made by sh- at chef Ludo and his zany chefs at, at Tromac LA, all in tune with each other, knowing the right amount of spices, uh, to throw in, so, so Matt, Matt, you've eaten you've eaten at Tromek. Is this is this accurate? A couple, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've been there a couple times. Uh, it's yeah, it's uh, you know Tromek is one of those like tasting menu restaurants in Los Angeles. It's in a converted pe- it's in a converted pizza parlor. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those like eight course eight course sign kind of t- tasting many things, and it's done by well, this. This is because this, this is a sixteen course tribe call a tribe tasting menu, right? right? Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it, it's done. The idea the idea is that it's done by a. 
uh, tight-knit cohort of chefs standing behind uh, a pizza delivery counter, like like packed into an extraordinarily small space. And you sort of – you can – it's an open kitchen, so you can kind of watch the ballet. And actually, the first time I went, I was sitting at the counter facing the, facing the open kitchen with Ludo uh, sitting in front of me and expediting and, and uh, tasting things as they went out of the – uh, as they went out of the kitchen and there is this like extraordinarily intricate ballet where it's almost like a Rube Goldberg machine where like a plate, you know, or a platter like is, is handed off from one station to the next. And like the hand, the hand goes out to receive it without even necessarily right. Without even necessarily needing to, uh, needing to look. And this, it strikes me that this is a, uh, it strikes me that this is sort of a, an apt metaphor, um, for what's going on here. And especially just cause we're in this verse, it, it, uh, it, you know, it came to mind, but also like, uh, uh, also in, in this, who, uh, who is it? Q-tip, um, who, uh, name checks, uh, uh, Capo Masa, uh, which the geniuses at Genius tell me is a high-end Japanese restaurant in Manhattan, uh, and he's tipping his waiter a thousand dollars. Right, so th- there is this, uh, there is this kind of like high-end fine dining one-upsmanship that seems to be going on uh, in, in like uh, in in Questlove and Q-Tip talking about uh, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> talking talking about where they what the fancy restaurants that they like to go to in in uh in new york and la i don't know do you feel like beyond just the general uh, beyond is there a reason to name check and and uh and at mansion both chef ludo and uh twamek la in uh uh in the review i mean i i think that it's it's so interesting that that like kind of that 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 cool cool chefs and cool rappers are kind of in the same circles right uh, and they think of themselves in uh in in kind of creating in similar ways um and and you you kind of see this i mean i do like this idea of of it's that we're operating in kind of uh, you know similar modes uh, of kind of uh of of especially of kind of pulling and and you you see this on this album and and it's kind of there a little bit in Questlove's review um of the kind of range of kind of reference and kind of ingredients that becomes a unified thing right that this is um sample heavy but like in a way that's so far uh, progressed beyond kind of where where we were in the sample heavy days of the um of of the late 80s of like the you know public enemy nation of millions or paul boutique is that and this picks a smaller number of samples, um, but then blends them together in a way that feels um, very distinct. And then similarly has that degree of kind of um, of of kind of so much that is drawn on kind of lyrically. Um, and again, the kind of wide range of number of MCs that kind of come in. And I mean, you know, the full carrying capacity is a bit less than the full, a full nine person Wu Tang clan. Um, I mean, it's so interesting to think about the Wu Tang clan versus the tribe called quest. Oh yeah. Right? Interesting. <laughs> right. A, yeah. I'd never really, and they, they were both kind of operating around the same, the same time, uh, of these kinds of this idea, idea of these kinds of pre-modern social groupings of early 90s hip-hop right um 
I mean, I think, you know, I don't know if like that sense of like place and nomadicism or is like, um, I mean, I don't know. Cause I guess like Wu-Tang is of a place or of, uh, like Shaolin. Right. Um, I don't know, but I, I think it's like what it's, I guess what the difference is like their community is less loose. It's them. Right. Yeah. Like it's not a collective. And I think yeah. the tribe, yeah. Yeah. tribe quest has always been part of a larger collective. Yeah. In fact, it was part of what is like the native, native tongues, tongues collective, yeah. right? Where they saw themselves as being like united um, with like the Jungle Brothers and De La Soul, De La Soul. and Queen Latifah and Money mm. Love and with Black Sheep. Right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like a, it's a whole loose group of people. They're not all part of the tribe per se, but they're all part of like this larger social grouping. It's a polycentric tribe, <laughs> to borrow a term from Eleanor Ostrom, right? There's there's tribes within tribes. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that that's exactly true. I think then the other thing, I mean, it makes me think is that you feel like, you know, the description of, the other thing that feels apt about the description of, of Tuamek is this idea of being kind of, the, the kind of, close space right and that in this case right um like q-tips basement is the pizza parlor right that the, yeah. the whole album was recorded uh at um q-tips home recording studio um and everyone kind of came through and so that you know that listening to this album is like having your counter seat right uh it's that um yeah, you know, it's it's the counter seat at Q-Tips tasting counter, right? Um, and the, and you're watching, and I think that that is the the thing, right? Is this, and you you especially feel it on songs like <laughs> like this generation. Is you're watching the chefs work, right? Um, and that that there is, you know, that you're not just getting the um the plate and kind of plate after plate, but you feel. That you feel the sense of process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and and I think that that is I, that's always been an element of tribe as well. Is that there are, are are so many of these elements, and we we talked briefly earlier of call and response, but the kind of call and response um, yeah. of these kind of routines um, and these these kind of um, these almost chants that then kind of form the backbone of the verses, right? The um, you uh, the the from uh, check the rhyme, you know, you on you on point five all the time tip, you on point five all the time tip, you on point five all the time tip. So grab the microphone and let your words rip, right? Or can I kick it? Yes, you can can i kick right. it yes you can right and so that there is a sense of this being a live event that is that is recorded and that, that there is a kind of i mean whether it's a kind of you know building the space to, to building the space to work uh or kind of you know it's like finding there's there's also a sense of kind of improvisation here of like not knowing where it's going to land uh and 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 so that uh and and as a result um, doing it, um, and you know, both in the beat making and in in the rhyming, is you know the 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 process is the product in a way. Right? No, and you know, and I, and I and I'm kind of comparing it to Wu Tang Clan. You know, they're more like an Avenger style kind of group. Well, they explicitly say they form like Voltron, right? right like they form like <laughs> Voltron, right? So like everyone's verse is usually like pretty long, pretty standalone. Uh-huh. There's less. 
there's a lot less of that like back and forth and like the sense of the process or like the kicking routines. Like everyone's verse is like very written and very long. Right. And very, they're all very strong, but they're like, they're dense, right? They're, um, they're like these really dense verbal and, you know, saying it's a dense verbal assault, I feel really plays into like the kind of language they would like to be used to describe right, they, they, them. I mean, they sample all of their, the, all the, the like sounds of punching and kicking, right? Like, um, yeah. And I, you know, and I think it is like an assault because it's like this impenetrable force of like, of, of their, of each of them and their words. Right. And so then what is, and so like it, in that respect, tribe called quest is like a, it's a web because a web has like yeah. holes, right? Because if you're having back and forth, you, there's like vulnerability. Cause there's like that brief moment between like, you know, if I stop, are you going to pick up? Right. Are you mm. going to change? Right. Are we going to keep, are we going to keep volleying back and forth? Right. And I think there's more, there's more like, there's a vulnerability yeah. in the volleying back and forth um, that's just different from like the Wu Tang's presentational yeah. style of like these like impenetrable forces that come together yeah. to form a larger, more impenetrable thing. Wait, so it's like a Tribe Called Quest album, in other words, is a th- is, is thousands of tiny <laughs> trust falls, right? Yeah. Um, and and that that and that's I think what you have a sense of in the in the classic albums um, and on this album, right? That that uh, in some ways, and and I think it's why it feels like a reunion and a return, um, and why the later Tribe albums were felt so unsuccessful is that it works when there is trust, right? And so when um, when there is not that trust. Um, <laughs> It, that that falls apart, right? And uh, and and so rebuilding that trust and and you know what happened over the course of of this last year, um, or you know in the six months that they were recording the album is that they 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 rebuilt the web of trust and kind of started and and started kind of falling on the net um, again. And it's that in that and I think going back to the kind of these kinds of larger kind of considerations, it's that kind of you know that it's life in that free fall, right? And that life is in those moments of kind of of taking that leap of trusting in another person, uh, and there and there is this moments of of connection and and discovery that are in those moments, and I think that that is what's so kind of vital um, and inspiring and and timely um, about this album. Um, and so, um, like like the Tribe Called Quest, it's time for us to take a leap. Um, but in this case, it is uh, it is out of this episode uh, and and into in, in, into a void that we do not know uh what lies on the uh on the other side um and so uh so so trust fall back to us uh there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us um we're on Twitter at TFT Podcast. On Facebook, we're Theory for Turntables. Or find us on the show notes at overthinkingit.com. Um, we're going to continue on next week. Uh, we're for the rest of the year still in contemporary albums. Um, and so there's still a lot of good stuff coming out. Uh, and we'll, we'll keep exploring. Um, and just know next week, wherever the trust fall lands, we will keep it real.